It's the holiday season. There are going to be some hot topics. No going in that there's going to be some significant differences in opinion, whether it's related to politics or religion or really anything these days that can bring some discord in the family. Or is it stress season? They've been living on their own. There is no curfew when they live in the residence hall. Then they come back home and the parents may have expectations that they are in my house and these are my rules. This is what's going to happen. But don't sweat it. We're here to help. You have to be a little bit flexible as much as you may want and plan and prepare for everything to go perfectly. Inevitably, it's not going to go entirely that way and that's okay. It's time to deck the halls in a stress-free way. I'm Rich Clindworth and this is episode four of Talk Like a Pirate. And we're joined now with Dr. Ashley Britton, who is a clinical psychologist in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Medicine at ECU's Brody School of Medicine, and Emily Lynn Atkins, who is the Associate Director of Parent and Family Programs here at ECU. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. (laughs) So it is the holiday season, and for some reason, stress is synonymous with the holiday season. Why is that, Dr. Britton? I like to think of holiday as being a coin. So you got family, fun, happiness, reconnectedness on one side, and then you have the stress of it on the other side. So lots of stressors related to family dynamics, um, maybe lost during the holidays, other types of losses um, with work or, or military family members being away and not being able to share, but lots of different things that are kind of going on along with that. Emily Lynn? So for our students especially, they're coming off of a high pressure time where they're working on final exams and final projects and turning those in and getting those due dates. Um, and, and our families are ha- experiencing a little bit of stress because they are going to be welcoming their students home for an extended period of, t- period of time. And for our first year students and families, this will be the longest period of time that they've been home since they've experienced that sense of independence when they got here at ECU. I think we probably all have had that experience with coming home after having that independence, and but you're under mom and pa's roof. It can be stressful um, on both sides of the coin, and so expectations can be a stressor because the student comes home with expectations. They've been living on their own. There is no curfew when they live in the residence hall, and then they come back home, and the parent may have um, expectations that they are in my house, and these are my rules, and this is what's going to happen. So the way to alleviate that stress would obviously, hopefully, obviously be conversation. You need to start talking about those things now, even before they come home, before the student comes home. Start to talk about what those expectations might be. Will there be a curfew or will you allow your student to, you know, stay out a little later? That is a conversation that needs to happen. Um, and, And both sides the student and the parent really need to come to a decision together, maybe not so much of a mandate, um, because one of the stressful things for the parents too is that their role has changed. They're um, more of an advisor and a coach now than necessarily a parent setting out rules um, because their student is an emerging adult and is finding a lot of independence and they need to try to foster that. Dr. Britton? 
I definitely agree. Communication is going to be the biggest thing throughout the holidays, I feel, and certainly with returning home because there's that family system. They already have that routine, and there was one type of family system and dynamic before they left for college, and, and that has since changed since they left. The parents have their own routine and system going, and so then the, the students coming back into that, and there's a little bit of disruption, so that communication will be really important to everyone kind of finding their new place and footing and it being a little more stress-free. Is there ever an issue with the parents wanting to be more of a friend and a buddy, the cool parent, than actually the parent in this situation? I don't know if it's an issue, and I think it's great when parents are able to recognize that shift in the role and are able to be more of a kind of peer advisor and less of the strict parenting guiding role. So I think it's great when parents are able to see that. I think they'll find the relationships, there's less discord and and turmoil over the long term as they redefine what that relationship looks like with their adult child. Building off that, there's family stress. We have politics coming up. We have an election in a year. What would you say to that with the family stress? Because the holidays are for families getting together. Sure. And I think we can't um, forget about religious you know, beliefs too, because when the the student is here at ECU, they are experiencing a, a large world. We have, you know, a, a lot of diversity here on campus. And so they, um, you know, their world may have gone from a small little fishbowl to a big pond. And, and so they are experiencing new things, learning about new religions and, and meeting friends that have different religious beliefs in them. And so they may, as a, an emerging adult, start to experiment and think differently and you know that's also something that kind of factors into when they come home and they're uh, you know dealing with some of those again expectations but I think it's important for parents and family members to allow their student to talk about what they've learned on campus and what is changing and, and you know their their beliefs. I definitely agree there are differences, there are things that are coming up, there are going to be some hot topics and so again having those um, expectations of how you would like this holiday visit to go so you cannot control what your family may do or say but you can control how you decide to respond to that and how stressed or worked up you are going to allow yourself to be. So if you go know going in that there's going to be some significant differences is an opinion, whether it's related to politics or religion or um, really any anything these days that can bring some discord in the family. Um, having set in your mind of, I'm going to respectfully express my opinion. I am going to be open about what they have to say. If it seems like they're really unwilling to hear me and have a healthy debate about it, and it's going to become more stressful and, and derisive or um, even hostile, then you're going to already have a game plan of being able to remove yourself in some kind of fashion and saying, okay, well, we're going to agree to disagree on this and that's okay. Why is it that stuff comes up? Because you know going in, both sides know going in, which side the other side's on. And the mature thing to do, and most people go into it with that, oh, we're not going to talk about it. Well, somehow it inevitably comes up. Why? What's wrong with us? That's a great question. I don't know. (laughs) I think folks love to 
There's a couple of things. One, um, some people really like to hear themselves talk and they want to share their opinions as fact and as doctrine and they want to recruit people onto their cause. Um, I think other people are, some people just really like to debate and they like to kind of push those buttons and see where, where things go and, and can explore those conversations. Um, but yes, you're right. Oftentimes they do know what the other side is already going to say or their position on it. But sometimes you may be surprised and if they learn something new or different or have something else to consider that's sort of one of the great things of having different opinions is that you can bring these differences together and consider it and maybe your perspective changes a little bit what is it about family we love family we love being around family but as soon as we get around family they drive us nuts family knows you they they know you they know your buttons and you know they're going to be there for the most part regardless of what you do or say there's going to be some tensions at times but the Folks will inevitably come back together, but everyone has their own personalities and they have their buttons and especially with alcohol and other substances. So family's just very interesting. Happy holidays. Yes. <laughs> Is there a way during the holidays to get estranged family members back into the fold? It depends on the people. Um, you can hope that during the holidays, folks are willing to give second chances or willing to hear folks out over age-long grudges. Um, but that's that's really dependent on the personality, and that's something that's you you cannot predict or account for. And again, those conversations and talking about things together and making plans together about what that would look like if it's even possible. The other side of that too is folks accepting that they may not be able to resolve those strains in the relationship. And if you've tried and tried and tried and that other person is just unwilling to even hear you out or engage in a conversation that um, rather than continue to cause yourself undue stress that this just may not be something that's going to resolve and finding some acceptance and peace with you you've done all you can for that if you were to say one thing over the holiday season that is the biggest stressor what would it be Dr. Britton? I think finances are a big part of stress during the holidays Emily Lynn I think expectations are a big stressor people it seems with the holidays they are set in their ways this is what we do every year you got to do it this way. And it seems like every year something, the stick gets thrown into the bicycle spoke. So what is the best way to be able to deal with evolution of time? There's got to be some flexibility. I think that's a really big thing that I stress with folks that I work with in my practice. And you have to be a little bit flexible as much as you may want and plan and prepare for everything to go perfectly. This is the way we do things. Inevitably, it's not going to go entirely that way and that's okay and I think a lot of folks feel like if it does not go exactly right the world has ended everything's blown to smithereens and it's just it goes downhill from there but giving yourself that permission of you know what it's okay sometimes things happen and okay well this messed up we'll do this instead or this got burnt we'll use this instead but it's some it takes some flexibility and some folks are just really rigid and the stress makes that worse around the holidays so someone has to be willing to to kind of be the voice of reason and the flexible one of hey it's okay we'll do this instead and sometimes those detours that we take make for the best memories yes absolutely whenever you have the holidays 
it seems like people get maybe a little bit more generous than they should. Yeah. So I think a lot of that goes to and sort of ties in with expectations. So they're looking at their relationships. And for some people, it's a way for them to step up or get reconnected with someone or perhaps in some ways buy uh, a relationship or connection to others to be more involved um, since the holidays can be lonely for some people. And in doing that, they oftentimes overextend their budget or their means in trying to produce or fabricate this kind of perfect season, this perfect uh, image of family. Going with that within the expectations there, sometimes with me, I feel like, oh, I'm not spending enough because I want this person to realize how much I truly care for them. Yeah, so that's a a big piece of it too, of when they feel like they're not able to provide or maybe get the things they think their loved ones really want or need. But a great way of looking at that too, since students are oftentimes unable to afford different gifts during the holiday season, is getting a little creative and resourceful. And oftentimes if you can make a gift or um, compile it from some other things you may have or that are inexpensive, that's more meaningful and would, I guess, become more sentimental to the person and in knowing them, that's oftentimes better. And they can, both people can feel really um, appreciative from that gift. So both the person receiving it and knowing, oh, this person really knows me and they know what I value, as well as the person feeling like I've been able to contribute this holiday season as well. They say the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Sometimes you put all this work and it comes from the heart, but you really didn't know the right gift to get the person. That the receiver is like, you don't even know me. Right. And so especially going along with financial and and I think what you mentioned about being a little more resourceful, making a gift, sometimes experiences are even better than an actual physical Mm -hmm. gift. And so instead of maybe spending a lot of money on a gift that would sit on a shelf, take your family member to the movie or a day, just the two of you, or, you know, those types of experiences together, building memories can be um, even more important. Parties and alcohol go hand in hand over the holidays. What's the best way to deal with the holidays whenever alcohol is involved? Well, I think an important part for anyone is knowing your own personal limits. And if you know you're someone who has poor self-control and discipline, you're planning ahead of time of the events you're going to go to maybe have someone with you that'll be your kind of accountability buddy and saying okay well you've now had x number of drinks that we decided upon is going to be your limit and so let's switch to water or something else or if it seems like they're not able to extricate themselves from that situation maybe there's lots of people pressuring them then having a plan of okay well you know i've said i've seen everyone i've enjoyed myself but for me this isn't a safe environment anymore so i'm going to remove myself from that and knowing that that's okay and again communicating with family and friends of we know how this typically goes i'm maybe working on trying to do something a little different or maybe i'm trying to maintain sobriety that's newer for me Um, and so being able to have that communication up front and hopefully people respecting that but if not having a plan an exit strategy and i would say too that um, on a kind of a different lens for parents and family members sometimes students pick up coping habits especially during a stressful time like exams and so if they are seeing their student partaking in more than usual drinking habits, that's, uh, I think, a, maybe a sign that they would need to start talking about some healthy coping habits and what's going on here and those types of conversations would need to start happening. Another interesting stressor could be that maybe parents, even though their adult children coming back are legally of age to imbibe, that they're not 
they're saying, oh no, you shouldn't be drinking or looking at them still as a child when in fact, well, I'm allowed to drink responsibly. Mm -hmm. Um, So there could be a little bit of that too. And again, just a conversation of I can have some drinks without getting intoxicated. Then that's, there's no reason that I can't participate and enjoy as well. And what about people that have addictions that are trying to avoid those addictions with the alcoholic parties or people with food because the holidays, oh my gosh. It's almost a given that we're going to put on weight over the holidays, but for the person trying not to, what's the best way to deal with that sort of stress? I think that comes back to being honest with themselves about knowing what their triggers are, knowing um, patterns about themselves, and if they know they're not able to stop and they don't have that control, maybe it's not as tight as they would like going back home because in their environment, in their day-to-day, they may have a system that works for them and they're able to avoid a lot of those temptations. But at home, all those things are there and present and everyone's partaking. So again, I think that comes back to communicating. Family might be willing to have part of a family gathering that maybe they're not having alcohol and they're enjoying company without that as part of the picture and then saying okay well I'm gonna go somewhere else or I'm gonna go do something else when that's where that shifts with food I think that's that's a really tricky one because yes food is very much part of the community and fellowship and part of the holidays so I I think having that accountability partner and again an exit strategy if they're not able to cope and deal with the temptation in front of them. The holidays are tough for people on several different levels of loss, whether they lost someone during the holidays or this is the first or the second year without that loved one. What's the best way to navigate that? Part of that is acknowledging the loss and acknowledging their feelings about the loss. So naturally, this this time of year is going to bring up more of those feelings because it's a clear reminder that those people are not there with them to share and, and reconnect with and, and celebrate with. And so acknowledging that this person is not here, um, but that it's okay to feel sad and it's also okay to keep living and, and being happy. I think some people oftentimes feel guilty that they're still living and then that they're happy and celebrating when they should be sad or in mourning. And so giving themselves permission to be happy and festive and celebrate both that person's life and that meaning in, in their lives and, and then being able to continue celebrating what's going on around them. With the military, you have PTSD, family members aren't able to be with their loved ones because they're stationed overseas or somewhere like that. How do you navigate that aspect? With the separation part, a big part of that is maintaining whatever your family traditions and routines are. So if there are, you decorate the tree on a certain day, if you do story readings, you're continuing to do those traditions and you're involving the deployed service member. So them being in contact through any kind of FaceTiming or Skype, you know, any kind of video messaging system, sending regular emails, or the service member being able to send letters that they have family members read over a couple different days, being able to make an ornament if they have small children in the home for their child and to have something with them. So that way they're still partaking in the festivities even though they're not physically present with the family. And then on the flip side, with the, the family member that's at home, continuing to, to check in and keep the other person involved, but also knowing when to get out the house and do some self-care for them for themselves as well. And it may seem simple of getting out of the house, but sometimes just being in there as a reminder every day, like this person's not here, can add to more of that stress and sadness. So getting out of the house and being engaged with other family members or other parts of the season will help the person who remains at home. Anything specific with PTSD? 
So that's a that's a tricky one because everyone's PTSD looks a little different um, and, and where they are in terms of their coping and reintegration and how well they function every day. Having people, support members, so whether it's family, fellow service members, people at a local VA or just other people they know, having groups where they can go and share those feelings that they have that maybe they think their family will not understand as well is going to be important during this time and have other people they feel that can give support more more for their specific issues. So it, it will be a little bit different. I mean, holiday stress is gonna add on to any other stressors, so it can make that worse. And so having people to talk to and be involved with, even though they may feel the urge to isolate, will actually help them better with functioning in their day-to-day coping. What about the person that's receiving the person who has PTSD? Is there anything that they should do? Because I'm sure in some situations they're walking on eggshells because they don't want to upset that individual. So talking with them and understanding what as best they can. So if, if the person is willing and able to open up about what exactly some of those issues are, then they can find ways to make the holiday still enjoyable without having things that might trigger any episodes for that person. And then also understanding there are going to be times when that person needs to have some of that space to step back and protect themselves from maybe all the overexcitement that's going on around them, and that that's okay. Is there an easy way to broach that subject? I would imagine that you don't want to have that person feel like they're an outcast. That person doesn't feel like they're being looked at any differently and that this person just generally wants them to have a very enjoyable holiday. Right, and I think if they, while it may seem difficult to have this kind of conversation, I think if they are able to come at the conversation openly and warmly from that perspective of, you know, we want you to be a part of this holiday. We want you to enjoy this as well. How can we make that easier for you? I think would be pretty well received rather than, hey, before your PTSD flares up, um, you know, let, let's get some ground rules. So I think if it's more of an open discussion of how can I make this easier for you or how can we best help you enjoy this with us rather than let's tuck you in a corner, I think it, that's the easier way for it to be received is that they're part of the conversation and in the, in the planning and the events. All right, final thoughts. Emily Lynn, let's start with you. I would just say for students especially, but also just for the parents' knowledge that there's a a network of resources on our campus for students and for parents to learn about to help their students. We have a collegiate recovery community on campus for those students who are, you know, in recovery, don't want to partake in alcohol or substance issues over the over the break. Get engaged with that group now and talk about what that break will look like for you and what your plan is. We have a counseling center. We have a student veteran services. Take these resources on campus and really plunge into them. Get to know what's on campus and, and you know, arm yourself, protect yourself before the holidays. Be ready so that you're, you can go and enjoy the break. And it's a much needed break, especially for our students during this time. They need this break. That's why they get almost three weeks to really decompress and sleep and do what they need to do to take care of themselves. So they need to do that. Dr. Britton? As part of that, it comes back to being the first way to address any kind of issue is being honest with yourself and aware of what the problem is. And so knowing what resources are available to you and being able to, again, plan ahead for your break. What will it look like? And if you feel like there are temptations or habits that you're not able to deal with on your own, letting family know. They can 
maybe even make some tweaks and changes to maybe find new family traditions, new activities to engage in that are more friendly to whatever struggles folks may be going with. Dr. Ashley Britton and Emily Lynn Atkins, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Well, we hope that the last 20 some minutes will help you navigate all the stresses that the holiday season brings with it so that you can not only have a great time, but also create some lasting memories. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talk Like a Pirate. We hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And don't forget, always be yourself unless you can be a pirate. Then always be a pirate.